Welcome to the GPS to Early Success podcast, where you'll discover career and life secrets from those who have successfully navigated the road before you. Buckle up and let's get to it. Welcome to the GPS to Early Success podcast. I have two guests with me today. I have Chris Mackey and Med Rocha. Chris is the founder of SkillsLine, focused on helping people learn the foundations of career-ready essential skills and making it easy for schools to fulfill state-level employability and social-emotional learning standards. In his spare time, Chris enjoys hanging out with his family, getting out of in, uh, out of the city into nature, and learning to coach Little League Baseball. Med is a barber at one of San Francisco's top barbershops, Gents Barber. His goal is to always improve as an artist and be known for his work ethic and ambitious mindset. In barbering, he loves making people feel and look their best. When not at work, he reads, spends time with, spends time with close friends, and constantly learns new things. He believes the ups and downs of life have brought him to this moment, and he intends to capitalize on the opportunities God has put before him. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Tony. You. Thank you for here. All right. Appreciate it. Good to have here. you. All right. Good to have you. Good to have you both. So uh, today's topic, uh, we're using the theme of the word guidance. So, uh, and I believe, Med, you were the one that came up with that uh, subject. So why don't you tell me what you think about guidance and what young people need to know about that? Mm, well, there's there's a broad opinion on my on my side uh, about what guidance might be. Um, because we have a lot of different areas in life that, that we deal with. Um, personal, relationship-wise, um, financial, educational. And uh, I, think, I think everyone in this world has a, a, a calling, you know, whether it's not the same path that we're living together and uh, different walks in life. But, but it all has one purpose but it's your own purpose, you know? Sometimes we distract ourselves, um, or like social media is a, is a big uh, distraction, you know? And me coming from a, from a background of, a, of not too well of, of a education and also financial, it was hard for me to, to, to really understand who I was, what I wanted, what I expected from life, what I expected from myself what everybody thought about me because I wasn't taught that, you know, I wasn't able to sit down and speak to somebody about what I needed to do to be successful in life, to choose the right career, to choose the right path for, for simply knowing where you're going, whether you end up with that career that you're studying, whether you end up in that path that you're, that you're taking or not, you know, I was, I wasn't taught that. Like you said right now, you know, using our information that we learned throughout life for something positive, for a growth that, that, that can better us and better every, every situation around us. So um, guidance to me, it's, it's important because our, our youth nowadays are, are, are guided in the wrong direction. You know, a lot of social media, a lot of this stuff that, that they see on TikTok and, and stuff like that. I mean, there it's enjoyable, some of it is entertaining, but is it really guiding you towards where you want to go? You know, is it right. really feeding your mind instead of 
taken away. Right. So if you're not guided by a positive mentor, you're going to be guided by somebody, right? Or something. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. And um, I, I feel I've, I've associated in, in different parts of our of life with different types of people. And um, in my younger age, I lived a, I lived a bad life where, where I ended up down long roads um, that led me into federal prison. I was in prison for six and a half years. Um, selling drugs, uh, being in environments that, that were harmful for me mentally and physically as well, because of the wrong guidance that, that I chose to see because they was what, what was around me. So I thought it was the way out. And uh, through that guidance, I've uh, I always within myself believed in myself. You know, whether whether it was sh- I was shy about it, and I ignored it most of the time for the fact that. Being out of your comfort zone is hard, you know? Being out of, and being able to express how you really feel, what you really think to people that don't understand what your, what your imagination is, where your heart's at, it's, it's kind of scary for the fact that judging is, is a very common thing in this life. And um, I always thought higher of myself, not in the aspect of being better than anybody, but wanting better for myself, knowing that I could do better for myself. You know, I ended up living in Mexico for, for a few years, which was a very cool experience in some way. I got to travel Mexico for some time, um, all the beach areas, beautiful places. Um, but I always, I always thought different. You know, I, I was in an environment where that you see on TV where it's, it's very rough. I got to meet some people that are business mindset and um, some of them I still keep stay in contact with, some of them I didn't. I was in prison in Mexico for a few months before I got extradited to the United States. I met people that, that, uh, that still choose to live that life and they will continue to live that life, but that I learned from. I learned what to do and what not to do and what to not expect out of myself and out of everybody. So when I got to, to a prison in the United States, um, I was still relatively young and I still am. I'm 31 years old. So I sat down, I was in a, in a jail cell by myself 23 hours a day. And I sat down and I thought, okay, this is the time where I gotta you know, find my guidance, find what I desire to do in life. And, uh, Life started putting everything in place for me, started bringing the right people around, associating with different, different types of people, you know, and that, aren't, that aren't involved in, in criminal activities in some way, or they're choosing to, to better themselves. And slowly, slowly, I started capturing a lot of things in my head. I, I started adapting to, to the change that I was making in myself. I was like, if I don't do it now, what's the point of me doing it? When it's too late, or when I'm too advanced in my life and it takes uh, a harder turn in life to be able to change. So I started reading. I love reading. I read a lot of self-help books. Um, I listen to a lot of recordings. Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor, you know, a great. lot, a lot of- are All great. <laughs> yeah, very wise, very wise men that, that were big at their time. And they are big if you pay attention to them. Yes. I think they recorded in the 1940s, a lot of them. Yes, yes, they're very old recordings, but I, I listen to them and I, I enjoy it. 
You know, you hear the peace, you feel, you feel it touch you. And to me, that's been my guidance. My guidance has, has been finding what I desire to do in life, what really makes me happy. And, and something that I could be able to give to somebody else as well. Mm-hmm. You know, my guidance has been being around men like yourself, like Chris, somebody that's willing to give, someone that's willing to accept as well and grow together. You know, you, this world guidance is about helping each other. Absolutely. That, that's, that's the definition to me is about guidance is being able to help, help and grow help and happiness and love and everything that you can you can provide for somebody, I think that's a proper growth. You know, financial is awesome. Being able to be financially set and finding the success and knowing what you want to do for yourself career-wise is awesome. But also being successful in the area of life, personally, in your love, in your peace, it's, it's a guidance that we all need. That's, that's, that's probably my, my opinion. I could keep going on for a long time, but yeah, no, that's great. No, we'll we'll bounce around a little bit. There's a lot to to comment on in there. So uh, again, we we have an, an audience of of uh, young people uh, in their teens and twenties that are trying to figure out how to you know set themselves on the best road for life. Um, you know, I'm sure we have some that maybe are doing some things that that might head them down a road to prison. Or some that have already been, and now they're trying to figure out how to build their life after. So, I mean, your story, I'm sure, is going to to help uh, a lot of listeners. Yeah, and I'm I'm really I'm I mean I'm I'm curious. I know that I'm you know I'm interested in answering your questions, Tony. But I like listening to Medardo talk. I got a like a lot of questions myself, and I was just going to put one out there for you, Med. Um, how? Like, how did you find that inner strength to make that change? You know, I mean, you said, okay, I knew I wanted something different. You had this environment around you that like maybe didn't present you with the options to make, you know, positive choices for yourself or, um, but how did you, how did, how do you keep it going? Like, how do you find that inner strength to really embrace the possibilities of life and in a positive way like you do? You know what, Chris? It's a struggle, man. It's the it's the mindset. It's the the waking up every day and not and knowing that it doesn't end here. You know, it's the whenever you feel down, finding that gateway again and and keep going. Finding somebody that's gonna keep guiding you. You know, because it's not something that you can simply say, "I'm gonna do it alone" because I'm gonna do it alone. No, you need the right people around you. You need to, you need to associate with who's gonna get to there, who's gonna help you get there. And who you're gonna help as well. It's a it's a mutual thing, you know. It's something that you can attempt to do by yourself, but it's better when you have people that are really there for you, that are you can really be there for. So I think I think what helps me is uh my hardship a hundred percent, the situations I've been through and not wanting and not having that as an option. I don't have a plan B. I have plan A and I set that in my mind, what I really want to do and where I really vision myself and desire to be, you know, and I've, I've sat down and made life goals and wrote down what I desire to do. And I'm working towards it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent where I desire to be and I won't be for a while, but I'm working towards it and seeing the results from my hard work, seeing how life itself attracts the people that, that you desire to be around, 
is what motivates your wealth. But you, but you have to be aware. You got to really make yourself aware. Really sit down and 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 work hard at it mentally. It's a mental. It's a mental work that that really comes into play when you come from a lifestyle like mine and really desiring to change, better yourself. It's it's the mentality you choose to put in, in yourself. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, let me give you some perspective here. At 31 years old, I was nowhere near, near where I wanted to be either. <laughs> you know, I mean, even though our even though our paths were different, um, I mean, I don't think you're expected to be where you want to be by 31. So don't don't feel like you're behind, you know, the clock or or you're behind schedule, because uh, yeah, yeah, most 31 yeah. year olds are not where they need to be. In fact, I mean, I'm 51 years old, and I'm yeah. I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And we should always always want more. We should always grow more. We should always be reaching for more. So yeah, just just yeah, awesome. don't yeah. don't feel like you're behind. Or people no, no, have I don't the, feel like go, go, I was just gonna I was just gonna add one thing to what Tony uh-huh. said because I agree. People when they're man, when you're 18, when you're 30, when you're 50, we're all on the same path. We're all struggling with this lot of the same questions. So don't think you're ever going to be able to answer the question, right? What, what, what's going to make me happy in life. You're always kind of, you know, searching for it. But um, what I like the way that Med and I met was um, my kid hated the barber shop we took him to in our neighborhood, right? He said, they just, they just shave it off. Um, and he, so he looked up on, you know, found on the internet, well, Jed's Barbershop, the best barbershop in San Francisco. And after going there, he definitely agrees. Um, yeah. And so we dropped him off the first time. Next thing I know, my my other son, my younger one, wanted to go see Med at uh, Jed's Barbershop. And he made an appointment. And I sat down and started talking to uh, Medardo there a bit. And he just, like, it impressed me the way you connected with my kids. Like, you actually asked them questions. You treated them like they were adults. They just really, you know, connected with you there real quick. Um, and then, you know, what I, what I did, it's okay. Next week, week three, I scheduled an appointment to come in and uh, get my haircut. Um, and we just had a, you know, a really good conversation about, you know, life and, you know, the direction that people can take and, um, how things hit you that are unexpected. Um, how you bounce back from those is really sort of an indication of your, your metal, your resilience, your character, um, but what really impressed me about our, our conversation was like, you didn't, you don't know. And you like, you're, you're looking at yourself and you're trying to figure it out for yourself. And yeah, you have a plan A, but like, is that plan? Do you know that plan A is going to change? Is that, are you flexible? Oh, definitely, I mean, it seems to me you, definitely gonna change. Yeah, you don't have that pride that you know it all um, because of the lessons oh. you've learned. And that's, oh. I think, just a really important thing for everybody to remember is, you're never going to know it all. Things are going to hit you that you don't expect. Yeah. There's a lot of unknown unknowns exactly. in life. Um, I'm just really, you know, to ask you another question, like, how do you, how did, how did you like become to come to know yourself? Like what, do you have a resource for us or is there some process you went through to know who you are and just have that confidence that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve in life? Okay, um, this is an experience that, that I think was what took me over the top in, uh, in understanding myself. Um, like, I, like I said earlier, I was in a, a jail cell by myself for 23 hours a day. I would only go out uh, once uh, one hour a day to, to exercise. And the rest of the time I was alone. Um, my father was actually, actually diagnosed with a, with a tumor in his, in his head that was uh, non-cancerous. But uh, 
he was in he was in hospital for about four months, and uh, we almost lost him because there were some complications for where the the tumor was located. Um, and I sat down, and that's when I really said, you know what, this, this has to change. You know, all this all, all this pain that that I'm living through, like it has to change. So I really sat down, and a lot of people might undermine this. I'm not I'm not very religious myself. I, I love God and I believe in Jesus Christ and I love believe in God. And that's what that's what helped me. I sat down, I prayed, I cried. I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of inner search. I saw I I laid down most of the time with my eyes open. And I replayed the, my life. And I I saw what, what was wrong with me. I saw how, how I was victimizing myself, how everything in life was something that I created, you know? And uh, I really had to search within myself. I think that's really important in, in finding your path is understanding yourself, like really being alone. You got to learn how to be alone without without feeling alone, you know? And, and it's, it's yeah, something that's yeah. hard to do, but you can, you can grab the grip, you can take the grips of it if, if you really sit down and understand how to be alone. Yeah, you know, I think no, most people have a hard time. Sorry, I, I, I was going to say, I think most people have a hard time being alone in silence. That's why everybody always has to have the TV on in the background or the radio or something because they do not want to be alone with their own thoughts. And when you can master that, I think you really have, have, have achieved something. Yeah, I did everybody... a lot of meditation. I did a lot of sitting down, meditating. Um, I read this great book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it shows you about the human mind, you know, the different areas, how it works, how you can uh, overcome a lot of thoughts of repetition that you have created in your head over time. And meditations that really do help to calm your mind and learn how to be, you know, in silence, like you said. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of people have this fear, like, what do they call it, FOMO? Fear, fear yeah. of missing out, where you've always got to be a part yeah. of the action. Um, but that's, that's the action that just, you know, takes you away from, you know, understanding who you are and then achieving the things that you, you want in life and, you know, silence and exploring, I don't know who you are, like that, that's so important mm -hmm. to under, understand that. And that's, it's one of the key lessons that, you know, I, I think I learned over time. I didn't, I didn't really learn that lesson until much later in life. I always, you know, kind of strove for things that my parents put in front of me. Right. And you know, if I think about guidance, I'm not sure that I really got guidance from that particular area. I think I got more rules that this is what you're supposed to do, but there's really nothing that you're supposed to do in, in life, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, I think it's about, you know, knowing thyself and then figuring out how to become the best version of that self and, and really thriving and, and blossoming. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned through you know, my work working with kids in education is that there's a place for everybody in, in the world, but it really does start, like you say, kind of having that silence, understanding yourself and right. understanding how yeah. you tick. So that's really cool. Yeah. Hey, hey Chris, cool. why don't you talk about some of the tools that you've used over the years, like MBTI and, and that sort of thing for helping people to get to know themselves if they're not familiar? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I actually used to be the general manager of the Myers-Briggs Innovation Labs. Um, and uh, the funny thing about that was uh, we didn't actually play around or experiment or innovate around the Myers-Briggs. Um, I love the Myers-Briggs. 
It's a, you know, personality types, a wonderful mirror unto the self. Um, but it doesn't necessarily predict performance, right? You can't use the Myers-Briggs to um, say, hey, this guy's going to be good at this job or this gal's going to be good at this job. Um, it's more about you understanding yourself and having a lens with which to interpret the world. So um, when I was at the Myers-Briggs, Myers-Briggs uh, Innovation Labs, what we worked with was the Ryasec, um, which is uh, which was developed by Dr. Holland, um, and then other measures developed by uh, Dr. Strong from the Strong Interest Inventory, and that helps a person understand what their interests are. Um, not, not that I like video games, uh, you know, not that I like, um, you know, crumpling a paper or playing baseball. Yeah, those are interests, but more thematically and how they relate back to um, careers. So Ryasec, um, it's a real simple assessment. You can get it on the ONET, um, which is a Department of Labor website. Uh, Tony, maybe we could even flash that up on the screen when we do the podcast, but um, the Ryasec is realistic, um, R, stands for people that like to do sort of hands-on things, you know, building stuff, you know, mechanics, right? Um, investigative, those that are kind of the thinkers, uh, people that like to, you know, scientists, like theoretical types, are artistic, um, which is the creators, right? Ballet dancers, painters, um, you know, product designers, right? In, in technology, um, social, those are the helpers, uh, nurses, a lot of times, teachers, counseling psychologists, those are social. Um, enterprising, um, which is uh, you know, people that like to persuade, politicians, salespeople. I have, I have pretty high E in my, uh, in my job. Um, and then conventional, um, does, sounds kind of like, oh, conventional, but these are, these are the data people that like to organize things, right? Uh, they like to make sure the shelves are in order. And I sure wish I had a little bit of that more of that in my life, right? I wouldn't have a blurry background here. I'd actually like to see how organized my house was, but, but it, ain't, it ain't organized. Um, so, so Ryasek, um, so I really, I really recommend starting with interest. If you're going to do some sort of assessment, you can think about those different themes and you can self-identify and have somebody guide you through that as a trusted advisor, um, providing you guidance. Um, but you can also go to, there's a lot of, um, you know, free Ryasec assessments out there that let you um, measure yourself. And usually you'll come up with three of those themes that are the top three. Um, you know, for example, I'm enterprising artistic and, and social, um, but interests have the highest correlation to career success um, and career outcomes, right? Like, um, and an outsized uh, correlation with income attainment. So if you're actually interested in what you do, like you think about uh, Medardo, right? He loved, like, I, you need to tell the story of um, how you got into Barbary after this, okay? Because that, that shows how, how important interests are, but they, they're highly correlated um, if you if you think about measures of the self, there's three things that generally um, you know that are looked at. It's uh, interests, personality, and interest and personality are highly correlated. But um, and then ability, which is sort of um, you know could be thought of as IQ, a, a general measure of, of G, general intelligence. Um, but if you think about if income attainment, it's all about doing something you're interested in. But think about it, right? You're interested right. in something, you dig in. You get into yeah. it and you learn more. So, um, so right. interests are a really great place to start in terms of tools. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say go take a bunch of assessments right off the bat. Start with a good Ryasec assessment. Think about that, and it's a real easy mapping to different careers that you can start to explore 
um, and then start to talk to people, right? Start to tinker in those different um, careers and start to talk to uh, you know pros that are in those, whether they're a mechanic, um, a scientist, or you know whatever your wherever your interests uh, may lead you. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely put a link to that resource in the show notes. But I, I wanted to make a, a comment about you're talking about interests, which are also known as passions sometimes. And when you are passionate about something, you can beat somebody else uh, who's not passionate in the same field simply because you're passionate. So, you know, if you, you both have an equal amount of effort put in, but you're passionate and they're not, you're, you're going to win. So you want to find something that is important to you, that you love, that, that is uh, core to your being. And, of course, you want to put a lot of hard work in to develop your skills and become the best at it. But the fact that you love it will make the work not feel like work. And when you have work that doesn't feel like work, that's called a good life. Well, and I, I was just going to add something to that, too. So a lot of times, um, and I see to my own kids, I talk to them about a job or they talk to me about a job. They ask, well, how much money do they make? Right. That was kind of came out of the blue from my eight year old one time. Like, how much money do they make? But there's a lot of unhappy accountants. There's a lot of unhappy yeah, engineers. Absolutely. There's a lot of unhappy dentists. But what what you you'll know is the unhappy ones. They're making you know less than the happy mechanic. That you know, um, and a lot of the jobs out there don't get explored, right? Um, plumbers in the state of Massachusetts nowadays make more than primary care physicians. So don't think about the right. money. Think about what you like to do. So, yeah, there's so plumbing. so many so many doctors <laughs> dropping out man. of the field. Yeah, yeah money somebody follows. Good. Yeah, you just never you never know what the landscape is going to look like in the future. So doctors, you know, they want to went to medical school, paid big money, put lots of years in, and then now you know they have the insurance companies that are paying them the least amount possible for each procedure, and and yeah, a lot of them are leaving the field because uh, it's not as lucrative as I thought it was going to be when they first entered med school. Yeah, well, that's how right. it was before. Yeah. Uh, hey, so Bernardo, I'll. I love the story that you told uh, me and, and my kids about how you got into barbering. Um, and it was just, it was interesting to me because, you know, from my, my work, uh, not a lot of people have the luck to, um, to fall into or cross paths with what their interests and their passions are. Um, and that's why, you know, I recommend you, you know, do that self-exploration and use some of the tools. And then once you understand the goals, there's other supports that can be provided. But could you tell us about like your experience with barbering? Man, you know what? I love barbering. First of all, mm -hmm. I want to put that out there. I, I really enjoy cutting hair. You know, it, it's a relaxing, it's a relaxing career. I, I, I don't call it a job. I call it a career because that's really what it is. You, you got to study as well as I uh, learn how to do it because you can't just say, I'm going to cut hair and automatically know, you know, if you do, you're blessed and you should stick with it because you're very talented. Um, I was young, man, when I, when I started cutting hair, I was, I was a kid still, 16 years old. Uh, I was like, you know, I like it. I would go to the barber shop and uh, it was, it caught my attention. Like, you know what, I could do you know, and I, I started cutting uh, my friend's hair, uh, my friends around me. And I actually, <laughs> I told Chris, he laughed when I told him. Um, I actually worked a summer to, to buy a pair of uh, hair clippers that, that <laughs> I bought. And that's how I actually started. 
And uh, do you still have those clippers? No, I do not. I do not. I sure don't. And I wish I did. Yeah, it'd be cool to hang them on the wall as your first set of clippers, right? <laughs> it would, right? It sure would. But um, yeah, that's how I started. I mean, I went, I went down the wrong path eventually. But uh, once, once I, I went to prison, I, I, I stuck with it. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at cutting hair. I consider myself to be above average because, like you said, I have the passion. Mm-hmm. When you have a passion for something, it just things change for you without you even realizing. You start doing things in a different way where it comes out better because that passion in you makes things look better. It makes it grows your imagination, so it, it feels it feels awesome, you know. And, and uh, it's something that I that I'm gonna do for 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 a while longer. But it was something that that fell into my lap. You know, something I did as a kid and I didn't expect it to take it up as a a lot of people under, don't understand how rewarding it can be. You know, and you, you can make a lot of money if, if you have the customer service, you learn the people skills, how how Chris might talk, learning the people skills, the soft skills. And and uh most most people will, will go to you for your service, for your personality, for for how you treat them. You know, apart from having a good haircut, people wanna feel welcome when they come to you. And I think that's in everything in life. When you feel so make someone feel welcome, you make them want to come back. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I see something else in your future now. I don't know if you're starting to see it from this conversation, but yeah, you know, you'll probably you'll probably do barbering forever because you love it. Um, but I'm seeing like a, a podcasting or a public speaking future for you. You know, where you have oh, your yeah. own your own platform where you share your story. And again, you speak to those who are headed down the wrong path or, or they were down the wrong path and now they're trying to change. Um, you, you could do wonders with, uh, with, with that message, you know, speaking at the schools, either live or, or via Zoom. And, uh, you know, it'll be you know, maybe a secondary job for you. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about it before. You know, I've, I've really thought about it. And uh, I, was, I actually took a program when I was in, in federal prison called RDAP. And it learns, it teaches you a lot of people skills. It teaches you uh, also for guidance and, and how to change your mentality and, and how to how to better yourself. And uh, my doctor, his name was Joe Martin and Dr. Douglas. Um, if they ever see this actually in Texas, I was actually released from Siegelville prison, the FCI right there in Siegelville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they, they always told me, man, you, you need to be a social worker. They told me you you need to you need to go speak to these kids. They you got something to offer them. Yeah, well, yeah. Chris mentioned that you had instant rapport with his kids when you were cutting their hair. So that's a, that's a very special gift that you know, as an adult male who can make kids feel comfortable. I mean, I think I have that same gift. I mean, I became a teacher six years ago after having a corporate marketing career almost twenty years long. And it was fine. It was good enough. But I just need, feel like I needed more passion and purpose in my life, which is why I moved over to teaching. So, yeah, helping people can be a very powerful purpose, and especially if you're helping young people. Of course. But I think that I think that's what that's what makes it worldwide, because you're you're not only helping young kids, you're helping the future. Right. If you, if you, if you really realize it, helping the youth and helping these kids is helping our future because they right. are our future. Yeah, yeah, we're in when we're all in a nursing home, they're going to be running the country. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you want for your future? You know, and 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 all, all, all overall aspect, what do you want for your future? What do you want around you? 
Do you want to help kids that are going to better this country, that are going to better this world, get a better our future and our future and the futures to come? You know, it's, yeah. it really comes down to that as well. And I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm, I, it's hard still, you know what I mean? For me, it's still hard. Sometimes I, I sit down and things aren't always going to go your way. And that's one advice. If I can give the, the younger kids or even kids my age or, or not, not kids my age, but men, men my age or a little older, little younger, one, one advice is don't give up because things aren't easy. You know, nothing is easy. You're not going to just sit down and say, okay, I want to change and it's going to happen. And I want better and it's going to happen. No, it takes work. There's going to be days where you really sit down and, and you're like, man, this is hard. Like, do I really want to go through with this? Is it hard? But it's that fire that you apply in your heart that you really ignite that's going to keep you pushing. It's going to, the vision that you see of not going back to what, what affected your, your upbringing, that's what's going to push you. You got to really find it in you to keep pushing every day because, I mean, I've, I've still messed up, you know what I mean? And you're still going to make mistakes and yeah. you're going to push people away that you felt like you, you could have kept in your life that's going to help you. But you learn from your experiences, which is very important. You got to really be aware and accept and learn. Yeah. That's well, that. I know for I I know for a fact I've messed up many times in life, and I can almost guarantee every single adult who's lived here on this planet for 30, 40, 50 years, none of them have lived a, a mistake-free life. No, so you know, we not. we all try we all try to recover from those mistakes. Sure yeah, and I thought one cool thing that you said there was, um, and I think I'll try to say it right. You said you learn, you accept, and then you move on. When yeah. you say you accept, what do you mean? You accept what you did. I mean, you you uh, you're unattach yourself emotionally to it because I think if when you keep yourself emotionally attached to certain situations, that keeps you from growing. So you just gotta accept it, smile, and know there's better coming. Why is there gonna be better coming? Because you're gonna accept better when it comes. Is that and is that like taking responsibility or? Yeah, of course. Is it? Okay. Of course, accepting is accepting something. I think is taking responsibility. Yes. Because there's going to be situations in life that you're going to wish you never did, but you're going to accept it, be responsible, and grow from it. That's great. Great, great yeah. advice. Yeah, you know, I really liked your uh, what you're saying about never give up. Because I saw this thing on Facebook the other day that is real simple. It said, remember that guy who gave up? And it says, and then it said, uh, neither does anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah giving up will never never be the path to greatness no ever ever i mean you're gonna give you're giving up on yourself you're giving up on everybody that you can impact with yourself really yeah. because your experience is not only for yourself it really isn't we're not here to please ourselves we're here to help each other and that's all right. honest. Yeah. absolutely absolutely so i'm wondering now whenever a, a, a younger person a person younger than you sits down in your chair at the shop um, do you often find yourself getting into conversations like this where maybe you uh, you, you you know try to give them some advice to to make their lives better? Always, always. You know why though? Because it, it keeps me aware too. You yeah. know what I mean? It, I do it for them and I do it for myself. You know, because we can get lost sometimes. Yeah. Whether we realize it or not, we can get lost. So if you keep yourself aware, if you keep yourself on the mind, on the same um, mindset, the same track. And you're helping others that because you might say a few words is gonna strike somebody, you know, and it's gonna call call their attention, be like, you know what, this is what I needed. Mm -hmm. This is all I needed to put together my pieces. 
you know, and, and me doing it is, it feels nice for, because it's, it's keeping me aware. It's keeping me happy and it's keeping me motivated because when I'm driving home at the end of the day and I'm crossing that Bay bridge every day, I remember, and I smile and I, I look at, I look around and I say, you know what? I'm in a good place. I'm in a better place than I was before because I know I am. That's great. Yeah. Um, in the teaching world, we always say one of the best ways to learn is to teach somebody else. So oftentimes in our in our classrooms, we'll have the students teach each other, you know, something and and then they, you know, and then they take, you know, take turns teaching each other. And then by the time they're done, they know it way better than if they had just listened to a teacher and taken notes. Yeah, because they're smart, man. Kids are very smart. Students are, you know, what I mean, the youth is very smart. They just need to use their mind for the right things. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I hope hopefully you'll start taking notes on all this advice that you give to your kids in the chair and then uh, pack, package it up as uh, some sort of a training or a podcast or something, because you've got a lot to share with the world. Thank you. Thank you. And also, you know what I mean? If you want to post my Instagram on here, um, I, been, I wasn't really, really big on social media before, but recently I started realizing that that if I use it for the right purposes, it's something that I need. Mean. It's a tool, really. It becomes a tool. So um, I'm starting to grow myself on Instagram a little bit more, a little bit of Facebook, but I think uh, Instagram's a little bit more broader when it comes yeah, to- Yeah, and it's Facebook. more targeted to the younger audience too that you were trying yeah. to help. So, so whoever, whoever's interested in uh, following me on Instagram and uh, and following what I do as well, you know, I'm here. And if they need someone to speak to, hey, you know what, I'm more than welcome to, to sit here and talk to somebody, you know? So, yeah, well, and I'll go ahead and put your Instagram link in the show notes, but why don't you go ahead and tell them what it is right now? Excuse me. Okay, my Instagram is medardo.rocha, M-E-D-A-R-D-O dot Rocha. And it's going to say JR the barber there. And I'm a Bay Area barber based out of the Bay Area, San Francisco. Our, our uh, barbershop is Gents Barber Club. And uh, on, on Instagram, you're going to find it at Gents Barber SF. So it's, you know, whoever's welcome to come in, whoever's in the area wants to come by, or if you come happen to come in, you know, you're welcome to come by and welcome to take care of you as well. And I'll, I'll attest to the fact that it's the best barber shop in the city. And this is the best barber right sitting here in front of you. So you do a heck of a job. And plus you uh, impart the wisdom um, the whole time. So I, I certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. Medardo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. And, and I, I can attest to it secondhand because I've known Chris for a little while now. And I was going to say, there's something different about you. You're looking pretty good. And what it is, it's a new haircut. It looks good. It's a good 25 minute drive for me, but it's worth it, man. So, how was the experience, Chris? Oh, it was. It, and yeah, I'm going to go in and get that shave you were telling me about. Oh, so, yeah. 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 The, the straight razor. Um, yeah, might go. have to do that on date night, though. There you go. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Med got a chance to uh, tell people how to reach him. Chris, why don't you let everybody know how they can reach you and tell them just a little bit more about SkillsLine because it's really awesome. Our school uses it and it teaches kids social emotional learning and helps them develop their soft skills. I mean, it's an awesome program. Oh, well, one of the th reasons I, I love talking to Med was he sort of embodies um, a lot of these strategies, these mindsets um, that we're looking to impart to um, students through SkillsLine. Um, you can see us at skillsline.co, but we're basically a series of um, micro lessons that uh, help students understand themselves, 
Um, but basically across five different competencies, um, which is self-agency, collaboration, higher order thinking, um, intentionality, um, and results orientation. So um, all those are about five weeks with uh, four to six micro lessons per week. And there's uh, discussions that teachers can have. But the great thing about what we do um, is that the platform, the technology teaches the material. Um, and then parents and teachers can have these sort of rich discussions um, with their kids uh, based on what they've learned. And they don't have to put a lot of effort into you know, learning a whole new um, subject matter. So we're excited to work with you at LPS, Tony. Um, and skillsline.co. Thank you. Very good. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been really great. I appreciate yeah, your time. Nice. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you guys inviting me in and being able to, to share a moment with you guys and share some experiences that, that also helped me as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's all stay in touch, all right? That sounds good. Thanks, yeah, Tony. Thanks, man. I'll see you in all the right. chair soon. All right. Take care. Take care, guys. That is all we have for you today. Whenever you feel lost, we'll be here to show you the way. Big thank you to Rockstars of Tomorrow in Frisco, Texas for the use of their state-of-the-art recording studio and for supporting our cause. Leave a review on your favorite podcast player or go to thegpsshow.com to be notified of every new episode. 